Aloha and welcome to Mystery Mystics and Metaphysics. I am your host, Psychic Intuitive Geraldine St. Joseph. Today's topic is Entities That Help Us. This is the second or so time we're going to be talking about this. It is a huge, huge point of discussion because there are so many different types of non-corporal and some are corporal uh, beings that can help us through our journey, our spiritual journey and our life journey. Let us begin. When we think about uh, guardians or guides, we often think about things like angels and, you know, grandma. So we think about ancestors and things like that. Many people don't know the sheer breadth of the different types of guides that you could have. Some of them are with you from lifetime to lifetime. Other ones are with you just for one lifetime. And some are there for a moment to a few months to a few years. It all depends on what you need. Your needs are being taken care of by the universe. A key point, though, is to ask the universe, God, the spiritual world, however you want to look at it, to ask for help when you need it, when you really feel like you need it. We do have some guides that are around us that can see things that are coming up and will help us avoid it or will help us <coughs> um, during those periods of time, like they come just before things start to happen. But for the most part, if you want help and you want guidance, ask for it. When you ask, excuse me, whether it's given right away or it takes time, whether it's subtle or it's right there, one of the key factors in, in receiving guidance and being able to interpret it is that you need to have gratitude. Always, 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 always say thank you. When I do uh, pendulum work or I read the cards or we're doing journeys or we're doing different things, we always have gratitude. We always say thank you. When I'm doing the pendulum after every single question, I say stop the pendulum, please, thank you when that gets done. So things like that are important. Also, we need to remember that you are taking energy and some time from these different entities. Again, gratitude, being appreciative. Um, you want them to want to continue to work with you. So if you're getting in your head as you're driving, slow down, slow down, and you keep speeding up and then you hit that deer, then you're angry. That doesn't make sense because they tried to stop you. Also, just like your GPS, if they keep trying to tell you something and you keep ignoring them, soon the, it'll stop. Like they'll just be like, fine, you don't want help. You're not listening. We're going to back up. I don't know about if you guys fight with your GPS like I do with mine, but mine is like, is she'll tell me where to go. And I don't, I don't want to go that way. I want to go a different way. And then she'll pout. And then eventually we'll make up and then she'll, she'll start speaking again once I, I get a little further down the road. We have to remember that what we're dealing with are intelligences. And these intelligences have oftentimes their own personalities and their own agendas to a certain extent. They have taken on being a guide 
or a guardian for you, but that doesn't mean that they owe you something or that you shouldn't be very uh, grateful for whatever it is that they're providing. It also means that they may have something better to do. You know, they may have like little Susie down the street. She's actually listening every time they say something to her. So maybe they're going to they're going to move on and they're not going to hang out with you too much because you're not honing that skill. Um, like when you have a friend who's you ask for advice and then they're giving you advice and then you don't listen. Eventually, if that friend is smart, they will stop giving you advice because it, it doesn't matter. You're not taking it. And this is kind of the same. When we're talking about like really zoning in on our spirit guides, whatever form they're taking, uh, a trick that I was taught when I was much younger is to get um, amethyst, you get an amethyst point. And if you're having a problem understanding what they're saying or really cueing into that, if you use the amethyst point on your left temple, it helps amplify it. It's kind of like um, having a, uh, an antenna, an additional antenna that helps you to, to cue in. So you, you rest it upon your temple. You might want to move it around a little bit. Most points are not this big. I grabbed this one because it's my favorite, but also so that you could see it better regardless of the type of screen you're looking at me on. So you may want to like put it on the temple and be quiet to listen. And you might want to move it around a little bit. But amethyst is called the stone of meditation, very high frequency. And it's very good for tapping in to high frequency guardians and guides. High frequency is the only way you want to go because lower frequency, for instance, like if a ghost is trying to tell you, hey, this is going on. I wanted you to know. Yes, they can be very useful sometimes if it's in the here and the now. If it's something that maybe they can pick up on that we can't. Um, I know of um, a family who was saved by a ghost because the ghost had been appearing to the little boy in the family. And he was like, and it wasn't like a relative or something. It was just a person who had gotten stuck in that particular building um, or in that area and then chose that building. And he would talk to the little boy because the little boy could see and the kid was like three years old. And then the ghost being there all the time realized because it was fairly modern that there was a short in one of the wires in the wall and he saw it becoming a problem. Like he watched it start to uh, melt and burn the things around it. So he went to the little boy and scared the bejesus out of him. He just like, so the kid would scream because the kid was not real verbal yet. And he, he said to him, you need to get out, get out, get out, get out. And so the little baby started screaming, get out, get out, get out, get out. And his parents came in and they're like, what are you saying? He's saying, get out, get out, get out, get out. And uh, he may have said fire also or something like that. And they, they grabbed the baby and they run out thinking, oh my God, we have like a devil in here or something. And what ended up happening was there was a fire behind the wall. And if they had stayed in the house, um, they probably would have died from asphyxiation. But what ended up happening was that the fire burned inside the wall and the house got full of smoke and then they saw flames, but they were already outside. They were already safe. So that ghost 
connected with the little boy to let him know that, hey, something's going on here and you need to get out now. Don't wait. The parents couldn't hear him or communicate with him for whatever reason because they weren't open on that channel. And he went through the, the little one. He didn't make up with the little one afterwards uh, because once they got back in the house, once the wiring was fixed and everything, uh, he apologized to the baby and whatnot. But that's a whole nother story. So in those kind of instances, uh, an entity like a ghost, which is generally not something that can be a very much help um, because a ghost is basically a human soul that is trapped in the earth realm. So they're basically a regular person with no body. So the only thing that they can do different from what you can do is that they can like walk through walls and do that because they're, they don't have a physical presence. They're just energetic and they can, you know, watch somebody and hear conversation and things like that because they're ignored. They're not felt, their presence isn't felt. People don't realize that they're there. So they're the proverbial fly on the wall. In that way, a, a ghost can be helpful. Normally though, a ghost is not gonna be giving you information that you don't already know. They're just like you, except they don't have the physical body. Um, another thing that I would like to bring up is frequency. We talk a lot about high vibe and getting your frequency up and that kind of thing when we're talking about metaphysics. Each of us has a bandwidth that we occupy and that we can tap into. So we're all like radios. And I know I'm showing my age, AM, FM radios. They're two different bandwidths, bandwidths, two different frequencies. They operate a little bit differently. And that's why you find people who are um, specifically like mediums that can talk to ghosts or specifically mediums that can talk to those that have crossed over. It's a different bandwidth. Now, a lot of the mediums that I know, they can do both. So they're talking to both those that have crossed over and those that have not yet crossed over. So that on the low vibe side, they're talking to ghosts. On the high vibe side, they're talking to spirits, people that have crossed over. Then you have different people with different bandwidths that are might be broader or might be very specific. So you may have someone who is clairaudient, they hear, they hear spirits speaking, they can hear uh, disembodied voices, they, they hear things and that's how they get their information. Well, that's a specific station on your FM radio. Then you get some people who see things and that's the way they receive their information. That's another station. Then you have people who can, you know, up and down the dial, AM, FM, shortwave, they can, they can pick up the majority of it. And it's just about tuning in. And when I spoke earlier about using your amethyst, it was about tuning in and shifting your frequency a little bit so that you could tap into those things. When we talk about angels, there's a lot of different things that can help you raise your vibration to be able to have some kind of um, conversation or communion with angels. Now, mind you, not all angels have the same message and not all angels are the same frequency. When most of the time we're talking about guardian angels or your angel, we're talking about angels as messengers and their frequency, their bandwidth is not the same as like a 
an archangel or like Metatron's frequency is like, whoa, out there. So when we were discussing that, getting to know your guardian angel and their specific frequency and their personality is important so that you know who you're talking to. Ways to connect with angels. I like using gemstones as a, as a shortcut or as a, a cheat is what one of my friends calls it. So you have stones that are attuned at a higher frequency, like amethyst. Amethyst is very high frequency, like citrine. Citrine is very high frequency. Then you have things like celestine, which is angelic in nature. It's got a very high frequency. It's a very fragile stone though, so you have to be very careful with it. But just holding the stone or being near it is very calming and it, it helps you raise your frequency. Now, keep in mind that for an angel to be able to really communicate with you effectively, you have to raise yourself up and they have to lower themselves down. So they have to go down a few octaves and you have to go up. Another way to help you reach that is using something like this. And this is quartz crystal with, uh, you can't really see it that well in here. It has something called rutile in it. Oh, there you go. You see it in there? Those little hairs. So the mythology behind rutilated quartz or quartz with rutile, let's say it's got the golden rutile in it and there's red rutile, there's different colors, um, is that when God was forming the earth, as the earth became solid, the angels who had been working on things, some of them didn't get away quite quickly enough and the tips of their wings got caught and that's what rutile is. It's the tips of angels' wings in quartz crystals. So these are both smoky quartz with rutilated quartz inside of it. It's a very protective stone. It's a very high vibe stone. And it's, it's a strong stone. Like you could feel its vibration. Once you become uh, more aware of the vibrations of the things around you, you'll know when you walk into a room, if there's a uh, they had juju there, you know, negative energy. If people have been arguing, even if they left the room, oftentimes they'll leave the energy there. It'll, it'll sit there for a little bit until somebody comes in and like clears it up with laughter or something. So knowing that also is, it's, it's just another piece of the puzzle. When you're looking at gemstones to help you communicate with the spirits around you or your spirit guides or the entities that are helping you, you need to find what works for you because you need something that connects with you, with your specific bandwidth that'll help you tune that channel. Again, amethyst is awesome, but I do know some people that amethyst does not work well for because it's, it's a little bit off for them. It, it's not as helpful. So then they may go to a related quartz, or they may go to a selenite or um, celestite. This is selenite, or they may go for selenite. You know, these different things will help. Being in salt water helps to raise your vibration, also. So being in or near the ocean, even if you're just putting your hands in it, it's good to have that that salt water. And it doesn't have to be the ocean. It can be. You can get sea salt and, and mix it in regular water to create your own little ocean water tub kind of a thing. 
most people know about angels, but what are some of the lesser known types of entities that help us? Well, not everyone believes in them, but there are different types of entities like fairies, elementals. Uh, what do they call them? It's like an alien. So it's something that we think is not from Earth, but there are things that are from inner Earth and things that are from outside of Earth that may be able to help you like the Palladians. Um, oftentimes when you see people channeling, they'll be channeling these uh, disembodied or energetic only types of entities from outside of the, the Earth's atmosphere. When we talk about fairies, we're talking about little Earth creatures that have, they have a different wavelength than we do. So oftentimes we cannot see them. They're not visible to us, but I've met people who can see them. Uh, there are times where I've been privy to that, but they have to really want you to see them or you have to be at that frequency to be able to see them. They're not easy to see, but there are times where they do help you. Things like, I lost my keys, especially if you live someplace where it's not all concrete. When you live someplace that's all concrete, like a, a big city, it's harder to engage with these types of entities because there's, there's nowhere for them to be. The concrete, and city life, like the vibration is so low and so stifling and it's so, um, I don't know, mundane. It's like a, a low deep rumble. It's like like running through mud or quicksand that it's, it's difficult for a lot of different types of entities that would normally help us to even come through because it's not, the frequency is too far off. So that's what a fairy is. And a fairies can be tricksters. I mean, they could do things like hydro keys and hydro glasses, but if you get on good terms with them, then they also can help you find your keys and find your glasses by doing things like I, you make the little fairy houses for them, make sure that there are plants around. They love like the CDs, or I guess they're mostly DVDs now because they're bright. And you make like a little um, like spinner out of them so that the sunlight hits them. They love that. That will also keep them occupied if they're being mischievous. So that's one way to get them to go outside the house instead of inside the house. Then we talk about elementals. Now, elementals are different types of energetic beings that are associated with different elements. So you have fire elementals, you have water elementals, you have earth elementals and air elementals. Each of them, their vibe is a little bit different and they have different things that they can do. But they also will rise to meet you and try to help at different times. Caveat to that is being very aware of the sacredness of Mother Earth and how sacred the land is. And yes, being a tree hugger and knowing that um, to be very aware of what's around you and not just kill something because it's annoying you, things like that. And that's usually when elementals will come in. Now, elementals also can be little buggers. They can be very mischievous and they think it's really funny. Sometimes they do it to be mean because they don't want you there because maybe you're not being conscientious. And so all of a sudden you're having 
issues with your television all the time, where there's always like these little fires that are happening, or, you know, for some reason, like the pipes are always leaking, something's going on with the water, where things are always wet, like what is happening here? Become more aware of your surroundings and be more grateful and more giving to Mother Earth and her creatures. So that's another uh, type of entity that, that can help you. They don't necessarily, but they can, if you're in the right frequency and the right mind, uh, like frame of mind, to be able to acknowledge them and accept their help. Moving on from that, one of the things we discussed previously was your spirit guides. And so far as spirit guides go, you have um, like you have your animal spirits. So you have a spirit animal, you have a totem, you have a power animal. I'm not going to go in depth with that. I, I just taught a class on that. But know that if you're seeing any type of an animal, insect, reptile, bird, all that, if you're seeing something that is out of place and you're seeing it repeatedly, for instance, like if all of a sudden you're seeing uh, like a bright red cardinal and you live in Hawaii, which is someplace where there's not a lot of those, but you're seeing it like flying outside your window and then it flies past your car and then your mom sends you a card with a cardinal on it and then you see it in a book and then you hear somebody mention it. So it'll accumulate and try to get through to you that this is one of your spirit guides and you, it's got a message you need to pay attention. I'll tell you a fun one that I had. Um, so spiders. Now people, spiders are everywhere. Yeah, but sometimes they're not everywhere. They're not as everywhere as you think. I went through a period of time where like spiders were really trying to knock me over the head and tell me I needed to pay attention. So the first place I see when I big one, I was in a radio station. I was helping uh, somebody do this interview and I walk over to the window and there's this big honking spider. I mean, it was bigger than a quarter, big spider. And I'm in Pennsylvania near Philly, not something I expected to see. You usually don't see big spiders like that. It wasn't a daddy long leg. It was, I don't know what kind of spider it was, probably an orb now that I'm thinking of it. But this big spider was there just sitting there hanging out, listening to the interview. Okay. Then I go out to my car. Every time I park my car anywhere, spiders would make webs on my car. They would either do like uh, the window to my mirror, or if I was near a tree or near another car, there'd be a web. And I could be going 10, 15 minutes and there's a web on my car. Okay, fine. Then I go to church. I'm in a cathedral. You know how high those ceilings are? I'm in the middle of a pew and a, a, a spider comes down and just dangles in front of my face. I'm like, all right, already, I'm getting the message. It's things like this and like they wouldn't leave me alone until I acknowledged that it was there. I said, thank you. And it was at the very beginning of my spiritual journey. So I didn't know what, I'm like, why are spiders following me everywhere? And basically the message that I was being given and being reminded of is that I have a lot of work to do and I need to pay attention, pay attention to the detail, make sure things are balanced and really feel the vibes around me. 
because at that point I was dealing with somebody who's very low vibration and who's, even though they were speaking the right words and talking about being a light worker, their actual work was more, I'll just say black magic. Like they, they were very negatively charged and I kind of didn't want to acknowledge that because they were paying me to do certain things for them. Um, so I had to leave that association. But things like that, where an animal will keep appearing to you, you'll hear about it, you'll see it. It might be just pictures, it might be in the paper, you might turn on the TV, it's there, or it could be physically in front of you. One thing to remember is just because you're getting all these messages doesn't mean that you go up to the animal, especially if it's a wild animal. So I had a, an instance in Hawaii where, for whatever reason, all of a sudden I've been there like eight years and now I'm seeing wild boar in places you wouldn't normally see wild boar, like in Waimanalo, which is a little town like on the side of the road. They're usually up in the mountains and amongst the trees. Um, I saw one like standing right next to the road. I'm like, okay, that's weird. And I go to pick my kid up. She's at this little farm thing and I'm walking through the high brush and a boar comes out right in front of me. And they're very dangerous because they could be very hostile. And I just stopped. I was like, okay. I was like, how are you? Talking very so softly to it, but not walking up to it. Do not walk up to a wild animal and try to pet it or anything like that. That's no. Use common sense. A wild animal is still a wild animal. Just because they represent something and they're being presented to you to give you a certain message does not mean that that specific animal it likes you or anything like that. You have to then, you know, just give them their space, give them their due respect and deal with it in a common sense manner. So the wild boar just looked at me. I said, um, may I pass? I need to go get my child. And he just kind of nodded his head and then got out of the way. And I waited several minutes for him to get far enough out of the way that he wouldn't come charging at me. Cause I, you know, you don't know, I didn't feel any animosity from the animal, but I'm not a wild boar specialist. So always use common sense with all of this, with everything, use common sense. Think about what you're doing. Consideration sit with it. Now, there are some things that are very quick that you need to react to right away, like stop, stop, or get out of the house, get out of the house. But nine out of 10, it's not like that. It's, it's more, remember who you are. Um, you need to get working, you need to get busy. Money's coming, it'll be okay. Um, and I don't even remember what the wild boar was trying to tell me. But oftentimes, like I see a cardinal and a cardinal to me, like a red cardinal, they will come and like be right outside my window. No matter where I've been, I've seen red cardinals in Hawaii, up in Maine, Pennsylvania. So, and we actually had one in Lancaster that would knock on the door until I would come down the steps, which was hilarious. Um, but red cardinals to me represent, uh, it's a Christ-like um, symbol where it's about like really giving yourself over 
to something. And it's about having that kind of commitment. It's about um, cleaning away all the negativity and doing what needs to be done, regardless of what that may look like. Uh, it's about faithfulness and staying strong and, and keeping your eye on the prize and, and all those kinds of things. It may mean something different from you. for you. You may have a, an animal guide that might've been like, maybe your aunt loves butterflies. I have an aunt who loves butterflies. And once they've passed, all in the middle of winter, you'll have a butterfly fly in the house or you'll see a butterfly somewhere that's like really unusual. And you're like, oh, that butterfly, I know that's my aunt telling me that she's here. As opposed to someone else who maybe, I actually met somebody who was terrified of butterflies. I did, it's true, it happens. Who's afraid of butterflies, it might be a warning to stay back. So it's good to go online and see what the, the regular associations with these animals are, like what they're supposed to be teaching you. That gives you a good starting point. If you have a knee-jerk reaction to it, like you feel something very strongly immediately, go with that, write it down. Because ultimately, all of this is personal. It's personal to you. So allowing different entities to help us and having the respect and the grace to accept the help and to also be grateful for it is key to having the universe rise up to meet you. So that as you move forward, you know that you are taken care of and you, you can feel that support. Of course, there are many others that uh, you can call upon or that happen to be in the vicinity and will help you out. But I think that's enough for today. If you have any questions, please email me or send me a text. You could find me on my website, GeraldineStJoseph.com. And I have plenty of stuff for free or for fee. If you would like to work with me as a coach, that's on relationship coach G as a girl, sj.com. Thank you for your time. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. Mahalo.